Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com and our study in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, titled, The Parable of the Unjust Judge. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to this study and also remind you that the conclusion of this two-part study, along with many other free Bible studies in audio and video format, as well as numerous other free resources and our contact and donation information can all be found at bbfohio.com. And now we begin with the current events update and then our study in Luke chapter 18 verses 1 through 8 titled, The Parable of the Unjust Judge. This is part one of two. Our current events update. Number one, this is what life under communism looks like. 90% of Americans oppose sex change surgeries for minors, but many are too afraid to speak up. And that's what happens whenever you don't have a free press, whenever you don't have true freedom of speech, when Orwellianism now controls your culture and your society, you are now afraid to speak out. What good is freedom of speech if you don't use it? It's of no use. And they are slowly, incrementally brainwashing Americans to act like Soviet Russians. To act like you're in China. And it's really disgusting because my grandparents and other ancestors fought wars for the idea of freedom. Next week we're going to observe Memorial Day. Well, what good is it honoring those who died if we don't stand for what they died for? Amen. And that's what's happening in America today. Quote, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. End quote. That quote comes from uh, an unknown source. It's many times uh, credited to Edmund Burke, but he didn't actually say those words. Doesn't matter. It's a truism. <laughs> If you want evil to prepare, pre- prevail, just keep your mouth shut. It will. According to a new national poll, ne- nearly all Americans believe underage minors should not be permitted to undergo sex change surgeries, but many are too afraid to speak up about it. When asked whether underage minors should be encouraged to undergo permanent gender alteration, 90% of Americans said they w- should wait until they are a legal adult to undergo such operations. That's the very least of which. Just 10% of Americans said that minors should be encouraged to undergo permanent gender alterations. That means 10% of Americans are child abusers. They may not be physically abusing, but they are at heart child abusers. A tiny minority is bullying the masses into enabling child abuse. Although flabbing and jabbing about bullying from the left-wingers in this country, and they are the biggest bullies in our country. I was bullied off of Twitter and Facebook Amen. by leftists. I, you and I are being bullied into accepting their opinion. They will tell you not to shove your religion down their throat when all you do is practice freedom of speech and preach the truth. Yes. And yet they'll turn around and use all the power they gain. And you mark it down. Every little tiny bit of power they get, they will use as much as they can to shut you down. Amen. 
And when I say you, I'm not just talking about individual Americans. I'm talking about they're coming after the church of Jesus Christ. Go out and see that reprobate in New York, AOC as they, as they call her, uh, decrying the fact that fundamentalists, fundamentalist Christians are pushing their views of, on abortion uh, on America. That's what they, they, they know who their enemy is. And if they don't, I want them to know it. I'm your enemy. I am the enemy of all who want to murder unborn children. I am the enemy of all who promote Sodom. I am the enemy of all who want to abuse children. I am the enemy of all who are racists. And the liberals in this country are the biggest racists in the country. And they are doing everything they can to cause division and to pit one against another based on the color of your skin. They're doing more to segregate race in this country than has ever been done by the KKK. And that is a fact. But most of that majority that won't speak up is more concerned with being nice and being liked than with doing right. You want to know if you're right with God right now? Are you willing to offend people by standing up for His Word? If not, you're not right with God. I don't care how much you sing and wave your hands and go to the, you know all these people go to these churches where they're all raising their hands and even weeping and everything and then they go out and they're the people who are soft on abortion, soft on Sodom, soft on sin and are taking this country to hell with their being so soft. We are to be salt and light. You know what salt does when it gets in a wound? Cut yourself and put some salt in it and find out. It preserves and it stings. And light, you know what happens when it gets dark? Light will blind you. Light will offend. What happens in the darkness when someone turns on a bright light? People do this. That's what people ought to be doing to you. Because it's getting dark. And if you're letting your light shine, people should be doing this. You will repulse people. The survey also found that nearly two-thirds of Americans, which is 64%, do not believe transgenderism is a healthy human condition. Only 64%? What kind of mental cases are these who say it is healthy? That means a third of the country is nuts. While 36% said it is a healthy condition. That's why you better watch out. Our streets are filled with nuts. With wicked reprobates, dangerous people. When asked if they would be willing to speak up for their beliefs regarding transgenderism, 34% of respondents said they believe it is an unhealthy, it is unhealthy, but are not willing to speak up out of fear of offending others. While 30% of respondents agreed that it is unhealthy, but said they were willing to speak out. You know those people who say they're worried about offending other people? Most of them they're liars. They're cowards. They're not, a, they're not worried about offending somebody. They haven't got the guts to stand up and be pointed at and called a kook to be said, you're crazy. You're one of those Bible thumbers. You're a right winger. You're the, that's what they're afraid of. It's cowardice. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You know who that is? That's God. God is able to kill you if you're not going to stand up for His Word. Don't be shocked if He just kills you. You say, what does that mean? I'm not saved? No, it means you're saved and He's going to kill you. 
You don't think that's true, you're not reading your Bible. The book of uh, 1 Corinthians says that He will destroy those who defile the temple. And how much more can you defile the temple than to align yourself with Sodom and Gomorrah? Because that's what you're doing if you're being silent. Aligning yourself with murderers. That's what you're doing if you're silent on abortion. To align yourself with Marxists. That's what you're doing if you're not speaking out against this left-wing cult in this country. Defiled. Number two is, is uh, related. Pseudo-Palestinians continue to seek the genocide of the Jews and the nation of Israel. The Palestinians want to kill the Jews and destroy the nation of Israel. You won't get that on Fox News. You won't. You might get some people who stand up for Israel on Fox News, but they're not going to tell you the flat-out truth. Palestinians want to destroy the Jews, not just Israel. They want to see Israel destroyed, but they want to genocide the Jews. It's right in their founding documents. If you go look at their political organizations, the PLO, Fatah, Hamas, and all of them, right in their founding documents it says that they want to destroy the Jew. Here's the latest. I had to find it in the Jerusalem Post. On Nakba, which is a... This is a religious observance among Muslims where they decry the... Uh, founding of Israel. The, the whole holiday. Uh, if you want to call it a holiday. It's not a holy day. It's a satanic day. It's, they call it Nakba. And they are going to continue. He, he made this annou- announcement on this observance of Nakba. That they are going to continue payments to prisoners and martyrs. Now, they, they, even this headline soft. I'll come back to that in a second. The Palestinian Authority will continue to pay allowances to the families of Palestinian prisoners and those killed while carrying out attacks against Israel. You hearing that? Abbas renewed commitment to the families of the prisoners and quote-unquote martyrs was made on the 74th anniversary of Nakba Day. Uh, Catastrophe Day is, is what that means. Why? Because it's a term Palestinians used to describe the 1948 War of Independence when Israel gained their independence. This is the real headline. This is how I ought to read. Abbas vows to continue paying Palestinians to murder Israelis. That's what, that's what I just read you, what that means. And that's how you have to get used to reading the news. You have to read what the words say and then interpret it in plain language and you'll get the idea. What he is saying is that they are going to continue to pay if Ahmed's killed with, say, a suicide bomber, he goes in and kills a bunch of Jews, then his family will reap benefits just like we pay veterans benefits if a veteran dies in a war. Paying people to kill Jews. The call to jihad against Jews in the state of Israel is repeated so many times among Palestinians that few take it seriously enough anymore. People have become habituated. Yet, given its historic and current persistence, it remains puzzling why so many people still believe Palestinian propaganda about being oppressed and brutalized by uh, Israel. If Palestinians wanted peace, 
they would openly declare acceptance of the Jewish state and renounce all the passages in the PA, PLO, Hamas, and Fatah charters and declarations that call for the obliteration of Israel. They won't do that because that's the whole point. The whole reason the Palestinian so-called people, they're, not a, that's a fake, they're fake people. There's no such thing, folks. It's a pure fiction. There's no such thing as Palestinians. They, it's just a creation by, uh, the, in the 1960s by Arafat, who himself was not Palestinian. Yeah, Egyptians, Jordanians, and Turks is basically what those people are made up of. They would admit that Palestinians are historically comprised of citizens from the surrounding region after the fall of the Ottoman Empire. Hence, they are more properly known from a historical standpoint as Ottoman South Syrians. What your lying news media calls Palestinians are not. Here's a little educational video. Jerusalem. Over 3,000 years ago, when King David made Jerusalem the capital of the Jewish people of Israel, there was no Palestinian people. When King Solomon built the first Jewish temple in Jerusalem, there was no Palestinian people. When the Babylonians broke through the city walls of Jerusalem and destroyed the first temple, there was no Palestinian people. When the Romans destroyed the second Jewish temple in Jerusalem, there was no Palestinian people. When the Roman Emperor renamed the land of Israel Palestine as a way to punish the Jews, there was no Palestinian people. When the Byzantians, Arabs, Crusaders, Malmuks, Ottomans conquered the land of Israel, even then, after World War I, when the Allied powers divided the territories formerly controlled by the Ottoman Empire and recognized the right of the Jews to their homeland and gave the Arabs the rest of the land in the Middle East, there was no Palestinian people. When the Jordanians occupied the eastern part of Jerusalem after Israel's War of Independence in 1948 and ruled it for 19 years, no one called to establish a Palestinian state with Jerusalem as a capital because, all right, we think you get the point. But then, in the 1960s, out of nowhere, a Palestinian people emerged. But from where? Here's a quote from Zuhir Muqsan, a senior member of the Palestine Liberation Organization. There's no such thing as a separate Palestinian people. There's no difference between Jordanians, Palestinians, Syrians. The Palestinian identity exists only for tactical reasons. The creation of a Palestinian state is a new instrument in our ongoing war against the state of Israel and for the purpose of our Arab unity. In short, Jewish history has been appropriated. The name Palestine, which was given by the Romans to the land of Israel 600 years before the Arab conquest of the region, was appropriated. There is a concerted effort to erase Jewish history and to delegitimize the state of Israel. Don't be fooled. Learn the facts and share the truth. There, huh? there, there's all the factual history out there for anybody who cares to find that out. Your news media will not tell you this, will not report it. And you're going to find over and over, they call something a vaccine, it's not a vaccine. They tell you to wear a mask knowing that it isn't going to stop anything. Amen. They call it abortion when it's murder. Amen. They call it a blob of tissue when it's a baby. They call it a marriage between two of the same sex when God calls it an abomination. Amen. And on and on, it's just going to keep growing and growing and getting worse. And 
I'm going to say something. It doesn't matter now. Uh, he, he lost his election, but I'm going to tell you, there's a congressman down in North Carolina named Cawthorn. He was pushed out by the Republicans. And he said he, he, there was something they dug up in his past, a video. Uh, it was embarrassing. But man alive, I'm so glad there wasn't any video phones and, and internet in the 1980s or you wouldn't want me preaching to you right now. Amen. Don't act shocked. I think some of you have been there too. Amen. They pull something out of this guy when he was a kid. Something he did. But what they didn't like was what he was saying about them. He was telling them about the orgies. About the drug parties. And it goes on. And they know it. But they can't let other congressmen talk openly about it. So they had to tank him. He was leading like by 30 or 40 percent. Then when he came out publicly talking about that, they came out against him with both barrels and he, he lost a close race, but he lost. That's what's going to happen to anybody. Then you can see Cheryl Atkinson who lost her job in mainstream news. She was in a hearing, a congressional hearing, and she told that hearing, un, this is, she would be guilty of perjury and other crimes if this wasn't true. And she told those people that the FBI had started to uh, plant porn, child porn, on her husband's computer. And somehow it, it, it didn't happen or it got stopped or whatever, but then in the investigation of this matter that she was talking about, it came out that the FBI was going to put child porn on her husband's computer. And I'm here to tell you, in Christian history, a lot of, if you go back and read legal documents, a lot of Christians have been killed for being child molesters, incest, and atheists. None of it was true. And you're going to see, you better watch, you're going to see Christians set up and falsely charged with things. Because they're already doing it. Then the problem will be is sometimes Christians do do those things. So when do you know when they're not doing it when they do? Everybody gets caught, they say they're innocent. So you got somebody, you know, like if they set me up. And I tell you, folks, I'm telling you, I didn't do it. How are you going to know? I mean, you say, well, we trust you. Well, you know, I'm a human being. I could do that. You see what I'm saying? Anyone could do that. And they know that. That's why they play that game. But your news media is the enemy of the people. And I don't care if Donald Trump never said that. I said it before he did. Go back and watch the tapes. Go back before 2016 for the previous 10 years I was telling everybody this news media is the enemy of this country. Amen. Now, I wasn't the only one. There are many other preachers have been saying this for 10, 15, 20 years now. Yep. As a country, folks, we are in trouble. Yep. It's because the wickedness is prevailing which is again a fulfillment of prophecy. Alright, we're in Luke 18. We're going to cover the first 8 verses. The parable of the unjust judge in the Gospel of Luke. And we're going to read those first eight verses, and I'll have you join in the even verses with me. So I'll begin with verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. 
And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Amen? So Luke gives us the general message of this parable before giving us the actual words of Jesus right there in verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. It's about persistence. It's not about mysticism or monasticism. Uh, people get mixed up with prayer and they think that there's, it makes you holy if you pray longer. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're going to get your prayers answered if your prayers are longer. If you sound more uh, academic or more poetic, you know, uh, those things aren't going to help when it comes to prayer. Uh, that's why when I, I enjoy the fact that we have everyone here, when you're pray, called upon to pray, uh, you don't turn into a different person and wax eloquent. You know, uh, we just heard uh, Charlie. We heard the other Charlie in Sunday school. You hear everybody else praying. That's the way they talk to you. Amen. And that's the way it ought to be. You talk to God the same way you talk with to others with respect. Amen. Uh, you don't talk the way you would to somebody who cuts you off in traffic necessarily. But uh, just with respect and with reverence. But you talk to your... He's your father. I would not want my kids approaching me with, you know... Oh, dear Father, who lovest me from the time of my birth, you know, and go on and on. All right, all right, what do you want? You know? Now, there's nothing wrong with praising God. I have to say that. I mean, we are told, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, is how the Lord's uh, prayer starts when he's teaching us. The Lord's teaching prayer. We call it the disciples' prayer a lot of times. But uh, your Father on earth doesn't deserve that kind of praise. But when you praise Him, you should still praise Him with your words. You should still praise Him. Lord, I'm so thankful. I love You and I'm just thankful for what You've done for me. You know, that. talk to Him. You know, don't... don't uh, you know, the Bible also says God doesn't like flattery. So when you approach Him, you should be praising Him, but you should do so from your heart and say what words you would say. Not just flattery. Not just saying fluffy words to be heard and that sort of thing. But uh, this, what I just said there about it being about persistence and not about mysticism or monasticism, it becomes clear as we read. Uh, a lot of, you better be very careful, a lot of books you'll get out there about prayer will turn you into a complete kook. And I'm talking about some of the classics and even the best sellers in Christianity. They'll have you doing all kinds of unbiblical stuff. There's one out there, uh, Practicing the Presence of Jesus yeah, by... Uh, uh, Brother Lawrence, I think. You remember that? Oh, yeah. And that, that guy, he, he, he was a complete mystic, and uh, his life wasn't very impressive uh, unless you, you know, take what he said where he's tooting his own horn. And uh, he, would say the, he would go around in his mind saying the name Jesus over and over and over. You're never told to use the name of Jesus like that. The name of Jesus isn't a mantra. 
That's, that's basically turning Christianity into Eastern mysticism. Those mystic religions chant mantras and say names and words over and over. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. You know all that? That's where it comes from. It's Eastern mysticism. Not Bible Christianity. Jesus said don't do like the heathen. Don't use repetition like the heathen. Why? He wants you to pray and talk to Him. But once you're done talking, shut up. God don't want to hear you rambling on about nothing. And, but you get in some of these books, that's what they'll have you do, thinking you're going to be more holy and all that by just rambling on and on. So as we continue, verse 2 says, saying, uh, this is the parable. There was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. Now, we're going to say this a couple of times here, but parables aren't one-to-one exact. Parables take things in your world to teach you a heavenly lesson. But that doesn't mean this judge is like the, the representation of God in that sense. So keep that in mind. And think about this though. God doesn't fear Himself. <laughs> and He doesn't regard man's opinion. Was it in the Psalms? He says, you know, if I was hungry or whatever, I wouldn't even tell you. I wouldn't even bother telling you. Why? Because he couldn't care less about what man's opinion is. What you think about the nations? The nations, United Nations. We are the world. You know that? Well, they're less than a drop of, in the bucket. I think it's Isaiah, but it might be easy. I think Isaiah said, but it, they're less than a drop in a bucket. That's what God thinks of the nations. What's it, what's it mean? Well, I'm just saying that the, this, this judge isn't a perfect, uh, it's not meant to be a perfect representation of God, but in so much as that goes, God doesn't fear God. He is God. And He doesn't regard man. 